0: Welcome to another intriguing episode of our podcast series, where we dive deep into the world of photonics and its revolutionary applications. I'm Tom.
1: And I'm Jen. Today we're exploring an incredibly fascinating frontier in photonics that has significant implications for how we control and manipulate light at the microscopic level.
0: Indeed, Jen. We're unpacking the recent paper titled Stability of Topologically Protected Slow Light Against Disorder by researchers Jonas F. Karcher, Sarang Gopalakrishnan, and Mikhail C. Rectsman.
1: Right, Tom. This groundbreaking study deals with the stability of slow light in photonic devices, which is a huge deal because slowing down light enhances light-matter interactions with a plethora of applications in optics and quantum computing.
0: But there's a catch, Jen. When you slow down light, you often face increased backscattering and narrow bandwidth operation, right?
1: Exactly. Now, traditionally, achieving slow light involves technologies like photonic crystal waveguides with band gaps. These, however, come with limitations like susceptibility to disorder and losses due to flaws in their fabrication.
0: But here comes the game-changing concept. Photonic crystal churn insulators, the stars of our show today, promise chiral edge states resistant to backscattering.
1: These states have been known to traverse a bulk band gap in a single swoop around the so-called Brillouin zone. However, the paper we're discussing today has pushed this envelope further by employing a modification that winds the edge state multiple times around this zone.
0: This modification, as suggested by previous work cited in this paper, theoretically allows for light to be slowed significantly over a large bandwidth without falling prey to backscattering. In essence, promising robust slow light.
1: So the really big question that Karcher, Gopala, Krishnan, and Rexman explored was how does disorder affect these in-gap slow light modes in such churn insulators? Theoretical predictions indicate there could be a significant tolerance to disorder, but that's what this paper delved into.
0: They provide a comprehensive analytical framework, backed by numerical evidence, to show how these topologically protected modes break up due to disorder. And it turns out, the news is good. There's quite a tolerance.
1: A tolerance, Tom, which translates to the possibility of more efficient, durable photonic devices that can manage slow light even amidst imperfections. A groundbreaking result in optical communications and quantum information processing.
0: That's just scratching the surface. In this podcast, we promise to go through their methodology, key findings, and how this all translates into the real world of photonics.
1: So stay tuned as we embark on this photonics journey, where we not only learn about the stability of topologically protected slow light, but also unpack how it stands firm against the tidal waves of disorder.
0: Don't forget to check out our podcast platform for additional resources and visual content related to today's topic.
1: And as always, we're eager to engage with our listeners, so hit us up with your questions and thoughts. Until next time, let's keep the light of knowledge burning bright
0: are you tired of staring at the same dull walls every single day
1: does the thought of another floral pattern wallpaper make you want to shriek louder than a banshee at a silent retreat
0: then ladies and gentlemen specters and sprites do we have a treat for you
1: introducing pixel phantom whimsical wallpaper wonders where your walls don't just whisper They shout with eccentric excitement.
0: Envision tiny pixelated phantoms cartwheeling around your baseboards, or better yet, a whole digital circus of fun frolicking behind your fern.
1: Wave your hand and bam, a herd of elephant ghosts stampede across your den.
0: Glare at the wall with your morning grump face and watch those pixel clowns throw tiny pixel pies at each other.
1: It's not just wallpaper, folks. It's an augmented reality adventure that dances on the edge of decor decency.
0: Perfect for the homeowner who dares to be different, the office that yearns for the odd, and anyone whose middle name might as well be whimsical.
1: Thanks to the Supernatural sponsor of today's podcast, Pixel Phantom Whimsical Wallpaper Wonders.
0: Let your walls come alive and turn your home into an interactive art exhibit that Salvador Dali would high-five you for.
1: Say goodbye to boring and hello to a world of wall-bound wonder. Tom and Jen with Pixel Phantom, every day is a wacky wallpaper fiesta.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another fascinating episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Tom.
1: And I'm Jen. Today, we're delving into the world of atomic physics with a paper that sounds like it came straight out of a sci-fi novel. Measurement of the Static Stark Shift of the 7,2 S one half level in atomic cesium. This episode is going to be a brain tickler, so buckle up.
0: Now before you start panicking at the sight of so many numbers and strange symbols, let's break this down. This paper is significant because it's adding a piece to a very important puzzle in physics, understanding atomic interactions at an incredibly precise level.
1: That's right, Tom. This research gives insight into the interaction between atoms and external electric fields. And why is that important? Well, such interactions have implications for everything from atomic clocks to quantum computing.
0: Exactly. And to get into this paper, we need to grasp some key concepts. First, the Stark shift. It's an effect where an external electric field changes the energy levels of an atom. It's a bit like how gravity would affect a ball on a hill. Add more gravity, and you change the ball's behavior.
1: Our second key concept is polarizability. It's a measure of how much an atom's electron cloud distorts in response to an electric field. Imagine a soft toy in the wind. The stronger the wind, the more it deforms.
0: Now, onto the complex vocabulary in our title. Static means the electric field isn't changing with time. Stark shift we've covered. $7.2 S score one half dollar level refers to a specific energy state of cesium atoms with 7S indicating it's the seventh energy level, and how 2S1 dollar gives us more information about the quantum state of the atom.
1: Onto the core of our discussion, the paper's objectives. The researchers aim to measure how the static Stark shift varies for the cesium-7 dollars, 2S1 half dollar state, which is crucial for understanding other atomic properties.
0: And their methodology. They used what's known as a DC, or direct current electric field, to measure the Stark shift in cesium. The method involved lasers, which is always a hit in our book.
1: They discovered a new value for this shift, which is different from previous measurements. This helps in resolving some contradictory data from past research and refines our understanding of cesium's electronic structure.
0: Let's talk implications. This might seem ultra-specialized, but it's mega-important. Precision measurements like these are instrumental in testing the limits of the standard model of particle physics and enhancing the accuracy of quantum measurements.
1: As we wrap up here, I'm reflecting on how this paper isn't just about abstract concepts. It's about refining tools that could lead to new technologies and strengthening the foundations of our physical understanding of the universe.
0: And that, Jen, is what makes research like this so exciting. It's all about building knowledge bit by bit, to form a more complete picture of the natural world. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Stay curious, stay tuned, and we'll see you next episode for more scientific deep dives. Are you tired of the same old terrestrial fruit salads, Earthling? Want a taste that's truly out of this world?
1: Then hitch a ride on the Flavor spaceship with Galactic Pattaya Voyager, Inc.
0: Our space dragon fruit is so exotic, it's like biting into a juicy asteroid full of starlight.
1: Harvested fresh from zero-G orchards by the green-thumbed heroes of the cosmos, the Cosmic Gardeners.
0: And these fashion-forward farmers don't just wear any old space suits. Nope, they're decked out in dragon-scale haute couture that's simply meteoric.
1: Each bite of our cellular fruit promises the taste of nebula nectar. It's like French kissing a comet.
0: Want to see your friends green with Martian envy at your next galactic get-together?
1: Serve them a heavenly bowl of our star-shaped dragonfruits delivered right to your airlock by our AI-driven pods.
0: These aren't your grandma's UFOs, folks. These delivery drones are decked out like dragonfruit dragons, because why not?
1: And let's not forget the complimentary space seed. Grow your own celestial orchard and become the envy of your asteroid block.
0: Did we mention the weekend space picking tours? Float among the fruit and dine in style, gazing at Saturn's rings in our luxurious glass domes.
1: Galactic Pattaya Voyager, Inc., harvesting the cosmos one dragon fruit at a time.
0: So, what are you waiting for, space cadets? Blast off to Flavortown with Galactic Pattaya Voyager, Inc., proud sponsors of our interstellar podcast.
1: Make sure to use our special promo code ORBIT for a discount that's bigger than Jupiter.
0: And remember, it's not just a company, it's a cosmic fruit venture. Welcome to another episode of our award-winning podcast, where we delve deep into the fascinating world of science and technology. I'm your host, Tom.
1: And I'm Jen, ready to unravel the mysteries of the microscopic world with today's episode on thermal noise calibration of functionalized cantilevers for force microscopy, effects of the colloidal probe position.
0: Let's start with a brief introduction. Our focus today is a paper by Aubin Arkambolt, Caroline Kraustebierge, and Ludovic Bellon from the Université de Lyon. They've explored how attaching a colloidal particle, that's basically a tiny sphere, to a cantilever affects its mechanical response in atomic force microscopy, or AFM for short.
1: To give you a bit of context, AFM is a type of scanning microscopy that uses a sharp tip at the end of a cantilever to interact with a sample's surface. This interaction is transformed into an electrical signal, which gives us nanoscale images of the sample.
0: Now, traditionally, AFM tips are quite sharp. But when you want more control over the tip geometry, like in biophysics where you might be poking at soft cells, researchers use colloidal probes. These probes substitute sharpness for a well-known geometry, which is where our paper comes in.
1: Exactly, Tom. The calibration of these colloidal probes is crucial for quantitative force measurements. The process typically used is called thermal noise calibration. It's based on the idea that at room temperature, a cantilever vibrates due to the random motion of its own molecules. By analyzing this vibration, scientists can back-calculate the stiffness of the cantilever—essentially, how springy it is.
0: Before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's break down some key terms that will pop up. 1. cantilever. Think of it as a tiny diving board for microscopic particles. Two, calibration. This is essentially setting the scale for the measurement so you know how a reading translates into physical force. Three, stiffness. It relates to how resistant the cantilever is to deformation or bending. Four, thermal noise. The random jiggling of the cantilever due to thermal energy in the environment.
1: Heading into the core of the paper, the researchers set out with a specific aim, to account for the position of the colloidal probe along the cantilever, not just at the very end. To refine how we think about the calibration of these devices,
0: they introduce analytical models that describe the dynamics of such a cantilever loaded with a small sphere. And they study the thermal noise calibration by considering practical aspects like resonance frequencies, which are those natural vibrating frequencies where the cantilever likes to wiggle the most.
1: The outcome, their models led to correction coefficients for standard force microscope calibration routines, backing up their findings with experimental data. They were able to demonstrate the validity of their approach by observing how the resonance frequencies of cantilevers were altered when loaded with a functionalized probe.
0: And the impact of this paper, huge. It offers a more accurate method for calibrating AFM cantilevers, improving the precision of measurements and potentially benefiting numerous fields, including material science and biological research.
1: Wrapping up this complex topic with our conclusion, we've looked at how a seemingly minor detail, like the position of a colloidal probe, can have significant consequences on force microscopy calibration. Definitely, Jen.
0: And personally, reflecting on the broader relevance, it's gratifying to see how intricate precision in the scientific method can lead to breakthroughs in understanding the world on a microscopic scale.
1: It's all about probing the small to understand the big picture. Thanks for joining us on this deep dive into the calibrating world of functionalized cantilevers. Until next time, stay curious, stay tuned, and keep exploring the unseen universe around us.
0: Are you tired of painting with the same old boring brushes that can't even charge up your cat, let alone your canvas?
1: Well, hold on to your easels because the Thunderbrush Co. is here to electrify your art game.
0: Introducing the Storm Cloud Paintbrush, the only brush that brings the storm of creativity directly to your canvas.
1: That's right, Tom. With every swipe, you'll not only paint, but you'll also summon the awesome power of a tiny artistic thunderstorm.
0: Watch in amazement as miniature lightning strikes light up your artwork, making every painting session a shockingly good time.
1: Thunderbrush Co where every stroke brings the storm of creativity to your canvas.
0: And now, for a limited time, call in the next 10 minutes and we'll throw in a pair of rubber gloves.
1: Because safety is electrifyingly important to us. So dial now and start painting with the power of the skies.
0: Just remember folks, this deal is more fleeting than a flash of lightning.
1: Hurry up and capture the tempest in your art with Thunderbrush Co. shocking the art world one brushstroke at a time.
0: Thunderbrush, turning artists into storm chasers, one canvas at a time.
1: Now, back to the show after you check the weather report for indoor thunderstorms, only with Thunderbrush Co.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom.
1: And I'm Jen. Today, we've got quite a topic to explore the very intriguing world of experimental study of condensation of water on polydimethylsiloxane-coated copper surfaces. We'll break down the complex concepts behind this study and explain why this research is significant in the field of thermodynamics and surface engineering.
0: That's right, Jen. This study revolves around how we can improve condensation rates, which is a big deal in various applications, like freshwater harvesting and power generation, to name a few. The key is to move from what is known as film-wise condensation, which isn't as efficient, to drop-wise condensation.
1: Exactly, Tom. The crux of the paper is this newly developed ultra-thin hydrophobic coating on copper surfaces made from a polymer called polydimethylsiloxane, or PDMS for short. This coating has a low thermal resistance, meaning it doesn't impede heat transfer, which is ideal.
0: Let's get into the heart of the matter. The objective of this research was to try out this PDMS coating to promote dropwise condensation on copper surfaces, which has been a challenge in the past because copper is naturally hydrophilic.
1: The methodology here was quite detailed. It involved several steps from polishing the copper to creating an oxide layer, and then finally coating it with PDMS.
0: That's right, and they checked how well this worked by looking at, among other things, the static contact angle of water on the surface. It was 110 degrees, indicating significant hydrophobicity.
1: Right. And this hydrophobicity is key for dropwise condensation. To test it out, the researchers created a controlled environment, heated to 60 degrees Celsius and saturated with water vapor. Then they observed how water condensed on both coated and uncoated copper surfaces.
0: Let's dive into some results now. On PDMS-coated surfaces, they found an enhancement factor for the heat flux and heat transfer coefficient, up to 1.6 times that on uncoated surfaces.
1: But that's not all. Over consecutive days of testing, this factor decreased slightly, indicating there may be some wear on the surface over time, which is really crucial for practical applications.
0: These results could have huge implications for industrial applications, improving efficiency and reducing costs by better managing condensation, thanks to this PDMS coating.
1: Absolutely, Tom. For the conclusion, let's recap. This study presented a method to coat copper with a thin layer of PDMS that remains hydrophobic and has very low thermal resistance.
0: Which, in turn, leads to higher rates of condensation and heat transfer, though there is evidence that the effectiveness can diminish over time, which requires further research.
1: Personally, I'm amazed at how such a microscopic change to a surface can have such a massive impact on a process as universal as condensation. It speaks volumes about the potential this research has for environmental and industrial processes.
0: Totally, Jen. And with that, we've reached the end of another insightful episode. We hope you found it as fascinating as we did. If you've got questions or thoughts, we'd love to hear from you.
1: Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast for more complex science made simple. I'm Jen.
0: And I'm Tom. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you all on the next episode. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to tickle the funny bone of the universe itself?
1: Hold on to your hats, folks, because Graviton Fusion Fun turns the cosmic laughter dial up to 11.
0: Imagine playing tag, but not just any tag, Graviton tag, where you're sprinting on walls like a supercharged spider person.
1: Or picture a comedy show where the jokes are so light they float, literally. You'll be cracking up as the punchlines bob around your head.
0: And let's not forget about Gravity Dodgeball. Think you've got the moves? Try dodging a ball that's suspended in midair until it's not.
1: With Graviton Fusion Fun, your body might exit the playing field.
0: But the laughter will keep you orbiting back for more.
1: So come on down, defy gravity, and let seriousness bite the cosmic dust.
0: Warning, spontaneous bouts of giggling and accidental levitation are a regular side effect at Graviton Fusion Fun.
1: We meld you into the hilarity of gravity.
0: Come join the gravitational revolution where the only thing heavier than the pull is the laughter.
1: Graviton Fusion Fun, where every chuckle comes with a side of float.
0: Welcome to today's episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom.
1: And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving into a fascinating realm where the might of the ocean's kinetic energy dances with the atmospheric forces that shape our climate.
0: That's right, Jen. We'll be unraveling the mysteries of the global cascade of kinetic energy in the ocean and the atmospheric imprint based on a groundbreaking paper by Storer and colleagues from 2023.
1: To give our listeners some context, this paper is a big deal because it presents the first ever estimate of the ocean's global scale transfer of kinetic energy across an enormous range of scales from a small 10 kilometers to an enormous 40,000 kilometers.
0: And what's even more intriguing is the discovery of how the oceanic kinetic energy transfer between large systems like gyres and smaller ones like mesoscales is influenced by atmospheric circulation patterns. This research is pivotal for the field of oceanography and climate science.
1: Absolutely, Tom. Before we get into the core of this paper, let's establish some key concepts and break down complex vocabulary for our listeners. To start with kinetic energy, or KE, is essentially the energy that an object has due to its motion.
0: Right. In the ocean, this motion manifests in currents, waves, eddies, and even tides. When we speak of scale transfer, we're referring to the movement of kinetic energy from motions on one scale, say large-scale currents, to another scale, like smaller eddies or swirls within the ocean.
1: Another term we'll encounter is mesoscales which are medium-sized features in the ocean that can range around 100 kilometers in size. These are comparable to weather systems and are often described as the weather of the ocean due to their dynamic nature.
0: Now that we've got a grasp on the background, let's dive into the paper's objectives and research methodology. This paper's primary goal was to estimate the global oceanic energy cascade, the pathways through which energy is transferred from larger scales down to the smaller scales.
1: The researchers used a sophisticated numerical method called coarse graining, allowing them to analyze a high-resolution global ocean dataset. This method is precise enough to detect energy transfer without being hindered by boundaries like continents.
0: The results were striking. They showed distinct patterns of energy transfer linked to the Hadley Ferrel, and Polar cells, which are key components of the Earth's atmospheric circulation. It's fascinating how they identified these connections, isn't it, Jen?
1: It certainly is, Tom. They also found a significant downscale energy transfer around the Intertropical Convergence Zone, ITCZ, near the equator, a region where the northern and southern hemisphere trade winds converge.
0: Moving to the implications and potential impact, this paper's findings suggest that the mesoscale cascade plays a significant role in climate variability. It also points out a crucial pathway through which energy is dissipated, and hence contributes to the overall energy balance of the ocean.
1: In our conclusion, we can't help but be impressed by the paper's contribution to our understanding of climate systems. The author's work highlights the integral role of oceans in climate dynamics and the influence of atmospheric patterns on the ocean's energetic processes.
0: To sum up, this research not only advances scientific knowledge, but also provides compelling insights that could inform climate predictions and modeling efforts. Truly groundbreaking work.
1: We hope you enjoyed this deep dive into the kinetic energy cascade of the ocean and its atmospheric connections. Stay tuned for more episodes where we make complex science intuitive and engaging.
0: Have you ever been sitting at home, craving a late night snack, but also feeling a bit uneasy?
1: You mean like when I hear a strange noise? And I'm not sure if I should check it out or just hide under my covers with a tub of ice cream.
0: Exactly, Jen. But what if I told you there's a way to satisfy your sweet tooth and feel secure at the same time?
1: I'd say you're about to make my dreams come true, Tom.
0: Well, dream no more, because Sweet Sentinel LLC is here with their personalized Candy Golem security guards.
1: Wait. Are you telling me I can have a guard that's tough on crime and tasty on my tongue?
0: You got it. With choices like licorice limbs and chocolate torsos, these golems are a burglar's worst nightmare and a snack lover's best
1: friend. They're like delicious defenders. But Tom, what happens if I get too snack happy and my golem guardian starts missing a limb or three? Fear not, Jen.
0: Sweet Sentinel's 24-7 Candy Craft Hotline will rush over to perform emergency confectionary surgery. Good as new and twice as delicious.
1: That's incredible. I can sleep soundly knowing that my caramel-coated pal has both my back and my midnight snack cravings covered.
0: So don't wait. Call Sweet Sentinel LLC today and turn your home security into a sweet retreat. Remember, when it comes to protecting your pad, they're the real gummy bears.
1: And for our listeners, Sweet Sentinel LLC is offering a special deal. Use the code SUGARWATCH at checkout for 10% off your first Golem Guard order.
0: Sweet Sentinel LLC, the sweetest way to stay secure. Now who's up for some security that melts in your mouth, not in your hands?
1: Only if it can fend off intruders with nougat knuckles, Tom.